0: Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Agresta. This podcast was created to empower beautiful humans just like you to embrace their power, expand to new heights, and truly feel like they are thriving. My goal is to provide you with actionable tips, empowering tools, and so much more to attract and create a life that you are completely obsessed with. In this podcast, we're going to cover topics including manifestation, self-love and acceptance, health, spirituality, living a life of passion, having more money, attracting more money, being fully expressed, and so much more. I am beyond excited to have you here, so let's get started. Hello, beautiful humans, and happy whatever day it is that you are listening to this. Um, today, we have a special, special, special guest on the podcast, Miss Jessica Dabrowski. She is a client and a good friend of mine. She has been working with me for, I think, over a year at this point, and she has just had such a beautiful transformation, and she literally has changed like all aspects of her life, to become happier, healthier, and wealthier. And I figured instead of me just blabbing about myself on this podcast, it was time for me to bring on a special guest because I haven't done it in a while. And I thought Jess was gonna be the perfect person because she is so relatable to so many of you. She has an epic message to help people heal themselves. And I'm just really excited to introduce you to her. If you have ever worked with me, you probably know her face and her name. Um, And so, yeah, we're going to do a little interview today. And I'm sure we'll give lots of recommendations to you guys and insight. But my goal for today's podcast is to really help you see that I am not special. I didn't create my life because I'm special or I'm not more special than any of you. And Jess has really embraced the same concept with herself and her clients. And she does some epic work. And I know sometimes it can be really like frustrating to hear other people be successful and you're like okay but that's only one person that's only a few people and so my goal is to help her highlight all the successes that she's had and all the depth that she's had in her life and all the ways that she was able to change because if we can do it so can you and whatever part of this podcast resonates with you whether it's because you're an entrepreneur or you're on a health journey or personal development just does it all so with that being said hello miss jessica
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me on, Johnny. We've been talking about this for what I feel like is months. um, And so I'm glad that we're finally sitting down to record the podcast and do the thing. And yeah, that's actually something I was just sending messages to our group about, our mastermind group about, was how with success, it can be really easy to see the success that someone else has. Um, and how they have healed or how they have paid off debt or how much money they've made or the body that they have now or whatever success that they're happy about and see that as something for us to be envious of or jealous of or say, Oh, good for you. You know, because you've had all of these privileges that I haven't had, but my life sucks way more. So there's no way like that could happen for me. And just being really self-doubtful. It's kind of like the song good for you that has come out recently where, she's like, good for you that you're happy and healthy, but there's healthy, there's no way that I can do that. Like, fuck you basically. Um, but instead what I'd really love for you listening to do is to shift into a place of like, oh my God, good for you. And I can do that. Right. If another human can, I can. Um, and that once you believe it's possible for you, it will be like, it, that's that's the shift I think this podcast is going to help you make because I will explain a whole bunch of shit that I have been doing. You'll be like, oh, I've been through shitty stuff too, and look where she is now. And I can get there one step at a time.
0: Yeah, I love that number one. That song, never
1: fucking heard of that song. I'm immune to pop culture if it's not John Mayer, I don't know anything. But you're on TikTok. It's been all over like TikTok and Instagram. It's the part at they use the end of the song um where they say like a damn sociopath, right? Because they're like, oh, you're. Like, it's crazy that you can go from loving me and then breaking up with me and then being with someone else and like being fine. And it's like, I'm here miserable and crying and it's like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's that kind of antsy, like angsty attitude, but which is fine to have for a little while. But when we really feed into that and we feed into the angst and we feed into the misery and we say, oh, woe was me? And like, my life sucks we're only focusing on what sucks and that just continues to drag us down so i'm excited for this podcast to shift people out of the oh my life sucks and into oh look how fucking great it can be like i'm it can be great from now on because i've decided it's going to be fucking great from now on yeah
0: yeah i love that Cool. Well, that's a topic for the podcast because we didn't really have one before. (laughs) I'm going to blab and come up with it, but thank you for that. Um, (laughs) Jess works very much like me, where she is very much on the fly human. We have like the general gist of everything, but who knows what's going to come out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, if you want to go into... (laughs) where you were, like, I so just worked with a different coach before me. She worked with uh, Rach Marie. Um, if you were in any of my programs, you might've been guest coached by her. And she did one of her masterminds of like taking action in your life, stuff like that. Then just came to me as a one-on-one client. We worked in that container for a very long time. And then now she's in the expansivist book, Entrepreneur Mastermind, which is a mastermind for entrepreneurs who are ready to get to six figures, multiple six figures. Um, definitely need high level support. It's my highest level container that you can work with me as an entrepreneur. Um, And then if you guys are interested, we are enrolling, we have the next round coming up. And if you are somebody who is um, more just, you know, human, not an entrepreneur, but needs this type of help as well, totally reach out to me because I have something coming up. I don't know when this podcast is going to come out. So you can DM me and let me know. I haven't actually announced the program yet. Um, But yeah, Jess, if you want to go into Um, where you were even before you started working with me and your previous coach um, and then we can kind of go from there.
1: Yeah so what I was I think we'll start with like I guess where I am now or a little like synopsis of what it is that I do now um, and then compare that to where I was. So right now I call like the title I give myself which will change a thousand times in the next thousand years Um, will be is a self-love coach and a healer so I'm basically like a life coach but my focus is on self-esteem trauma your self-worth your confidence and um, anxiety depression all these like things that can really get in the way of us loving ourselves and and feeling happy and, and feeling whole and living lives where we do have hope and we do have belief in ourselves um, so healing from this broken world that has been handed to us. So that's, that's what it is that I do now. And the way that I got there was from being basically the opposite of where I am now. Um, not, I I call myself a self-love coach, but I had no sense of self-esteem or self-love when I, I started this journey. I was, and before I became a coach, I was actually working on my PhD in marine sciences, earth sciences and oceanography. And my goal is to become a professor. Um, and this is something that Johnny has like spoken a lot about. She's been in that space of, you know, I'm gonna become you know, a registered dietitian, or I'm—I'm going to get this degree, which is going to get me that job, which is going to be prestigious and it makes money and it's got good benefits and it's a very secure job because it's got these big degrees, right, associated with it. So being good at math and science for like my whole life as a kid, um, straight A student, that kind of thing, um, and parents not ever having gone to college, they very much pushed like, oh, you have to go to college, you have to get a good degree because otherwise you're going to end up like us, right? You're going to end up financially struggling like our family does. Um, and the only way to not financially struggle is to get all these degrees and go to school forever. Basically it was the story I was told. And so I was in that PhD. Um, and I really liked the research subject. I love studying earth and I love the earth so much, but I, that was not what I was meant to do. Um, and I was looking good on the outside, right? Like I had the grades. I was in the best oceanography program in the country. I was—I I had a you know partner at the time. I had—I um, was getting paid for my PhD because for science PhDs in the U.S., you actually get like a stipend and stuff like that. And you don't have to pay tuition. And so I was like, oh, I have—I have it all fucking together, and I'm gonna have a great job and. I'm going to be so well-known as a professor. I'm doing research to help stop climate change and all this kind of stuff. But all of that success and that happiness was external. And internal, I was miserable. So grad school, about a year after uh, my dad died, so my dad Pat died my senior year of high school. Um, and about a year into grad school, which I started right after um, I mean, senior year of college. I started grad school right after college and um, mostly because I didn't want to grieve. And so I was like, I'm just going to fucking do school. I'm doing school and I'm busy with school and I'm doing fine, right? Because I'm still getting good grades in school. And so that was the kind of space that I was in. Um, but I was really miserable. Um, I was clinically depressed. I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, high functioning anxiety, Um, Which is, you know, everything looks great on the outside, but actually mentally, I don't want to say you're a mess or that I was a mess, but like mentally I was not like holding things together or I just, I was worried about everything all the time. Um, And deeper than that, I was having panic attacks and breakdowns several times per week. And it was to the point where I didn't know how to cope with anything. So. It was grief adding up um, and me going towards the direction of being a professor. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be the opposite of what my dad was, who was an alcoholic. He died at 48 years old because he was an alcoholic and all of his organs failed. Um, and I was like, well, I you know, work out all the time and I, like, I'm getting a great job. I'm gonna be a professor. I'm going to be the opposite of him. And I realized that rather than drinking, my the ways that I was covering up how miserable I was and how unhappy internally I was, was through work, was through, oh, I'm going to get this PhD and that's going to make me feel better. Oh, I'm going to become a professor and that's going to make me feel better. Oh, I lost 30 pounds and that's going to make me feel better. But I was my skinniest at that height and I still didn't like myself or my body. And I cried over and over and over again looking at my body in the mirror Um, and it was never, I never worked out enough. I never ate well enough. I never was skinny enough. I never was pretty enough. Um, my partner actually broke up with me. This is so similar to Johnny's story, right? No wonder I fucking hired her as my coach. Like my, similar to the way that like your fiance, um, or Joe, now your husband, who was your fiance cheated on you. Like my partner left me in the week after, um, he broke up with me. He was like, he was going on dates with other people. And I didn't know we were broken up. I thought we were just taking a break because I was in fucking denial. And, um, yeah, he broke up with me because I hated myself so much. Um, and he couldn't be around that like negative energy anymore. Um, and every time he tried to compliment me, I would push it away. Um, every time, many times, probably half the time that we had sex, I would end up in tears because I still had so much sexual trauma, like in my body. And I felt so unsafe. Um, And because I hated my body so much because I was taught to hate it because it was abused and mistreated for so many years. And he was my first, like, not abusive partner. And I still couldn't feel safe with him, even though he was a very like safe person of year round, a very loving person. I just didn't know how to receive love because I didn't know how to love myself. And I realized, oh, I'm going down the same fucking road that my dad is going down. Like my mom divorced him. He was drinking, he was miserable, and I was miserable too, but instead of drinking, I was working way too much and working out way too much and controlling my food and trying to control all these other aspects of my external life instead of fixing the internal. So that's where I was. <laughs> um, and when I started working with um, Life Coach before you, Johnny, I was, it was the first time I was really asked, like, well, what is it that you want? Because um, before, when someone would ask me what I wanted, I was like, oh, I'm going to become a professor, right? Because that was the right answer. That was the answer that everyone was like, oh, yay, good job. You're going to be a professor. That's a great job to have. Um, I was a people pleaser to the fucking tee because not getting enough love and support from your parents when you're a kid leads to you just vying for love and attention and approval from all these other people for your entire fucking life. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to be a professor. People would be like, oh, that's great. Um, but I, when I was first asked, like, well, what is it that you actually want? When I thought about the vision of becoming a professor, the thing that I thought of was, well, I want to help people not be anxious and depressed and to not kill themselves with alcohol like my dad did. Like, I want to heal people. Like, I had begun healing myself when I hit that rock bottom when my partner broke up with me and... was diagnosed with anxiety and depression, all those kinds of things. Like I took that, like it was basically a year or so of me going full force with just what are ways that I can heal myself. Started going to therapy, started hiring coaches, started reading all the personal development books, podcasts, all the fucking shit. I was like, I am working on myself. I started journaling. I started meditating. I started doing all of the things to actually get in touch with myself and to learn to be more aware of myself and to accept myself more. And when I was asked about my professorship dream, what I saw was me helping other people and the teaching and the research was kind of just like a fucking thing to go alongside of it. And so when I finally stopped putting myself in the box of, Hey, you need to be a professor to make other people happy. And I just focused on, well, what do I need? And where's, where are my gifts in the world and what is it that I desire to do? That's when I quit my PhD and left with a master's um, and then started my coaching business and started what I do now. So that was a very long winded story, but I think it gives a really good synopsis of how some, how I was very far from where I am now. I was not intuitive. I was not confident in myself. I was not able to sit on a camera and speak about myself like this. I was not able to like help other people because I couldn't, I didn't even know how to love myself. Um, And I put myself fucking last. And that is the opposite of what I do now.
0: Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I love hearing your story. Um, And I'm sure a lot of my people resonate with that. Um, Mm -hmm. As you can tell Jess's story, if you've been following me for a while, is very, very similar to mine. (laughs) But something that I want to highlight is, you said um, you you were talking about your uh, studies in oceanography, and you said, "like that's not, but that's not what I was meant to do." Like you thought about those words before you said it, and it just felt very, very true. Not just because, like, I know you, and I've been coaching you to not do that, but <laughs> because, <laughs> but because it just feels true, like within your energy. And last year it was very much like wishy-washy. It was very much like, I don't want to do this. I don't think so. I'm not sure what else is there out there. This could be a thing. I can coach this. I can do this and be happy. What? <laughs> and I, there's so much that has been, there's so much work that has been done Um, that I've guided you through that you've done where, it took to get to that solidified place and it happened within a year, year and a half. I don't even know. I don't even know when you started with me, but you know, so- a couple of
1: months we started like last spring. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what time is anymore, let alone <laughs> 2020 2021. But uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I, I think when people listen to us say very like strict like, things that feel very true for us, like, that was not what I was meant to do. They think that it's actually something else. Like, they think that, you know, like, oh, well, I'm not there yet. You know, like, she wasn't there when she made the decision to not do oceanography anymore. You know, like, it it didn't just wake up, you didn't just wake up one night and you're like, that's what I meant to do. Like, you're, you're niche, you're role in society and for yourself your role as a partner with your uh with Alex your role with everything has just shifted you know and it doesn't happen overnight but so many people don't fucking take that first step to say well what else is out there like you never thought like well what do i want because we i mean for so many fucking reasons and i'll ask you what your reason was but for me it was because I just thought that like the path that I had chosen when I was younger was just the path I was stuck with, you know, like you can't change, even though I was, I mean, I'm still only 28 years old. You know what I mean? Like we're still so fucking young and whether you're 50, 70, like you can change anything. You know, we get so conditioned to just think that that one thing is the thing that we have to do and that if we don't do that we'll have let ourselves down and everybody else who we told like we identify ourselves with the thing we said we were going to do that we fucking picked when we were 16 years old or 18 years old you know like what and you can still do that like I'm still a registered dietitian. I still help people get healthier. I still help people lose weight, prevent, uh, go off of medications, prevent heart disease, which was like my initial desire because my dad passed away from that. And I still do that which is not in the traditional way because the traditional way did not make me fucking happy, nor did I see that it actually helped people. Right. So your research for oceanography could have definitely helped things, but like you creating a platform on social media and then teaching everybody because you value this about, you know, harmful things that they're doing to the environment and how to shift that is also equally as fucking impactful. If not more than hopefully your research gets published somewhere. And then hopefully somebody reads it and makes another deduction and does more research off of it, you know? Like, and then hopefully a conclusion is ever made (laughs) versus you're making your own fucking conclusions and you're telling people what you want and you're creating your people, (laughs) you know? So it's like, you, you didn't necessarily change. Like, yes, you changed in terms of what you help people heal, which is themselves, but you also have this platform now to help people heal the earth. So all of the shit that you had studied or the good things that you had studied (laughs) when you were doing research didn't go to waste. But if you had not taken that step of, well, what else is out there? you would not have been able to get to this place where you're like, oh, cool, I can incorporate that into my brand. Or, oh, cool, I can come onto a podcast and talk about it. Or, oh, cool, maybe I can fund my own fucking research because i have way more money than I would have ever made as a professor. You know what I mean? Or create my own products, my own product line of sustainable, whatever. You know? And, like, just the door opens so much when you start questioning, what the fuck do I want? You know, so I don't know what the hell I was doing with that, but you can go. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, I mean, there, there are like so many things I want to say, and this is totally fine. The way this is working out, we're both like intuitive as fuck. And we just both really like to talk. So this works. (laughs) Um, So there's a a few things. So when I first told my friends, my family, like, Hey, I really want to help people heal their mental health. Like, this is, this is my mission. This is what I really want to do. Um, And I was thinking about initially doing it like I'll become, you know, a mental health advocate as a professor. I was like, I'm going to be a science professor, but I'm going to become, you know, speak on mental health at all these other universities. So I was like trying to fit into that, that box. Right. And like you said, slowly over time, this vision of what it is that I do now and getting closer and closer to what it is that I'm meant to be doing, like happened over time. It didn't happen in a fucking instant. Um, Initially it was like, okay, well, how can I do this as a professor? And then it was, okay, well, how can I do it without the professorship parts? Because actually writing proposals, writing papers, grading stuff, teaching chemistry 101 to students who fucking hate chemistry. Like I was like, that doesn't feel good. I was like, that's a waste of my energy. That's a waste of my time. Um, And that started to happen and me really starting to become decisive about Hey, I'm going to become a coach. I'm going to be a healer. Like, this is what I'm going to make money doing. This is what I'm passionate about. That started to happen more and more and more. Like it snowballed as I just in little ways really started to accept what it was that I was feeling as valid versus what everybody else thought. Right? So I started to give myself more power um, that starts even in really small ways with just like taking a few minutes for myself to meditate, like meditating a few minutes a day leads to you realizing like, Oh, I get to put myself first. Realize makes you realize, Oh, I don't have to have a career that makes me fucking miserable. Oh, I don't have to please everybody else with the job that I have. Oh, what I learned was not actually a waste of, my time and it can actually turn into something else later like something i really want to do as my business expands is to buy up land buy up conservation land and create research stations like i have enough of a scientific background to work with all the people to know which lands to buy and to work with scientists that come onto the property and all that kind of stuff right and to buy up marine like conservation areas or to fund those stations. Like, that's going to be fucking amazing, right? And I can get to bring all that knowledge back in. I get to bring my love of the earth back into my brand and what it is that I do and all of that. Um, but I get to spend my energy helping heal other people, helping them with their confidence, helping them with um, belief in themselves. Um, another thing that I wanted to say on the, <laughs> on the topic of, like, why it's so hard for us to get unstuck from a career path we to choose is because our ego so the part of our brain that like where our identity our identity sits is just really really powerful and so it makes it hard to leave that part of your old self like when you identify yourself as a straight A student when you identify yourself as a scientist when you identify yourself as a dietitian or like someone who does this thing like you know what I, I swear at every fucking party or every social gathering, someone doesn't ask like, how are you? What are you like as a person? What do you like to do? They're like, what's your job, right? We like, we're bred in a society where we identify very strongly with our jobs, which made it really hard for me to leave science. Um, And then my mom and my friends were all like, you're wasting all of the money that the government gave to you for you to, or do all this schooling and you're throwing it all away and you're, throwing away all these opportunities, um, and just being in a society that makes, that even makes our own identity part of our brains, like attach even harder onto careers and stuff like that. That's what made it really hard to shift and to let go of it. And additionally, I went through, like through all of last year and still, still go through this periodically, it's not something that happens once, I had to grieve that old part of myself. I had to let go of, I'm getting goosebumps all over my body just saying this, but I had to let go of and express many tears, many screams, many like journal pages over letting go of the old me, the old me that pleased other people, the old me that like only felt successful or good enough if she got good enough grades and she was like, you know, changing the whole climate, the, the one who felt like she had to do better, do more, or like all that kind of stuff. I had to let that old part of me die. And every time she she'll come up sometimes. And, you know, me, instead of being burnt out and my adrenals being fucking fatigued as hell, instead of that being my normal and working so much and working 12, 14 hour business days, which I was doing towards the middle of 2020. Was like i was shifting into my business but i still carried all those burnout you have to work really hard behaviors in um and to let go of those and lean into working less and things being easier and me feeling supported and getting to put myself first while also doing something i'm fucking passionate about and making a fuck ton of money i had to let that old part of me die and that is a grieving process that is a mourning process and so It's not like you wake up one day and you're like, this is what I'm really passionate about and I'm going to do it and it's going to be fun. It's going to be easy and it's going to be amazing. It is going to be fun and easy and amazing and everything you ever wanted. And you also have to grieve all of the old parts of you that don't align with that. Um, And so it is something I decided and I was wishy-washy for a whole year about it because I had to shed those old layers of myself and also shed all the conditioning that society and our family, like, puts us through that makes us think we shouldn't have what it is that we want. Mm,
0: yeah, so well said. Um and just like the type of person who just picks up concepts very quickly, <laughs> and it's amazing to coach her. <laughs> um, and she just like makes it her own, and it's so beautiful. So if you've been listening to me for a while, you probably hear a lot of similarities, even just the way we talk, not in saying she has to copy me, but in saying that the ways that I have coached her she has internalized and integrated and now coaches within herself you know uh, and her clients and um it's just so beautiful to watch and like hear reflections come come back from you especially compared to like literally last year <laughs> like what <laughs> you know and I know there's people sitting here like okay but she can do that and I can't like no she's just a human with the fucking brain you know what I mean like she can do anything, you can do anything, and like Jess said, like, we are in this place of our, our families not doing what they actually wanted, like, I don't, I don't know many people from the previous generation, our parents' generation, where they, did the thing that they want or they shifted when they weren't happy, you know, like divorce might be the only thing, but people just run for marriages versus healing themselves. And then they end up old and lonely, or they end up in a miserable marriage or repeating the same things because they're not truly healing. Right, And it's like, we can choose a different way. We get to choose a different way. We have access to coaches. They they had that. Coaching has been around since fucking like the ancient days, but um, not as accessible via social media. You know what I mean? Like you have access to pick from every fucking coach that there is. You just have to be willing to take that step. Right. And most of us have the thought like, well, what would it be without this relationship? Or would it, what would it be if I shifted? You don't have to get rid of something. You don't have to change your path. You don't have to change your career, but you get to shift it. You get to find a, path, a career in, within that career, you know, path within that career that really does serve you. You know, there were times where I thought of like just going to be a doctor because as a registered dietitian, there was nothing accessible to me. And I was like, uh, registered dietitians, all of us have ever said, should I just go back to school for nursing? Some do and some don't. Um, some just stop practicing altogether and shift everything altogether. And, you know, like if you're just sh- like, like Jess said, like if you're just shifting or doing something because it's external and that external thing is a checked fucking box that makes you happy, you're just never going to be happy. You're just going to have a bunch of checked fucking boxes. Yeah. You know, and check boxes are cool. I love fucking checking off box. It makes me feel fucking organized. I love saying I have all these accomplishments. Like that's not a part of you that has to go away, but you get to no longer identify yourself as somebody who is only good when you check a box, mm-hmm. you know, and our family our a lot of society. A lot of our families brought us up that way. And two things happened. One, you end up like Jess and I, and like, straight-A student chasing all the things and being really good at everything and really empty inside, or number two, somebody who rebelled, 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 (laughs) rebelled, rebelled, rebelled. there we go, thank you, I knew that wasn't right, rebelled, (laughs) and um, you know, didn't go to school or, um, you know, mm-hmm. skipped out on classes. Like I've never fucking skipped a class. I, I, I never even fucking got detention.
1: <laughs> it's my like if last I skipped day. Class, I would have died. That was like, yeah. yeah. Like people would skip. It's like, Oh, it's Sunday skip, like senior skip day. I'm like, no, I can't. I have to I be early that day. I have to
0: show that I'm good. <laughs> um, and you know, like, and then you just thought you weren't good enough and you grew up with this dynamic in your brain that says, I'm not good enough because look at all these things I failed at versus us. We are like, I'm not good enough because I don't have more checked boxes yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then the core, the core struggle and the core wound being I'm not good enough. Right. It's, I think this points to how, how much money you have, the body you have, any of these external things, the relationships that you have, like none of those fucking matter. If you believe that you are not good enough if you believe that you are not worthy enough, if you don't believe in yourself and the power that you have, and instead you believe that life happens just to you, you know. Um, something else while wow. <laughs> so Johnny in the background is trying to control her dog, so I'll just keep talking. Um, I'm trying so.
0: to get her to jump up on the bed, but she, we're in, I'm in my uh. Joe's grandparents house in Florida. And so I have to record in my bed right now. And there's not enough room for her to get like a running start. Nina's very short. And so she's (laughs) on the other side of the bed, like trying to jump up and I can't fucking help her. (laughs) So a little anecdote about what's going on behind the scenes of Johnny's podcast, but yeah, a hundred percent. It's the core of, we got love, um, conditionally. You know, celebrate it. So, society celebrates us for our body. Society celebrates us when we can say we're a doctor or a lawyer. I remember telling somebody that I became a registered teacher and They were like, "Why? You're not gonna make any fucking money." And I'm like, "I just want to be celebrated. I did the thing, and it was so hard." <laughs> now look at me, ha 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 ha. But like, <laughs> the 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 power comes, and the happiness comes, and the fulfillment comes, and the joy comes. When you see how powerful you are in like and on the inside, like you have this like fire, this like burning and thriving like oh yeah, fuck, yes, I see that I get to do that, right, or I get to love myself now, oh my goodness, like it's just like a core feeling that comes from when we decondition ourselves. To stop just celebrating ourselves when we have the checked boxes, celebrate them. Like, don't there's a time where I was like, no, none of that matters. I don't give a fuck about anything. And I like sold everything that I ever fucking bought. And I was like, I'm good now. I deconditioned myself. No, I didn't do shit because then I bought the same things (laughs) now just I spent more money. (laughs) But it's like you get to celebrate the things, you get to have the things, you get to have the body you want, the money you want, the car you want, all the things, the lips you want if you want to fucking do that. You know, like you get to have that but it doesn't make you any more of anything. Like you can't be more or less. You just are right. And, and we, we don't, we aren't taught this. We, we inherently know it, but no one, t- no one expands upon it. And when our family gets, you know, to this place of like, go to school and do this so you can get a better job than I did right then you grow up with this like I have to do everything so that I can be better than them and I can make more money than them and then we associate the degrees we get with the amount of money that we make and then that the happiness because they told us that we would be happier if we had this like I was supposed to be my happiest according to my grandmother if I became a doctor and I married a Greek doctor who was rich who came from a very good Greek religious family you know like all of these ridiculous things I mean while I met Joe and he was drug dealer at the time tattoos and you know my grandmother's like ah (laughs) and not greek (laughs) even though i'm only half greek but you know what i mean like these these pressures are placed on us and most of society doesn't do the healing work to get to the core of the core is we're love we are inherently confident we inherently love ourselves we just are you know we just exist and when we can feel that, like, the worry just goes away, the disparity between what we want and what we think we can have, it doesn't fucking exist. Like, we just get to exist and we understand that and we feel that. And that's, it's not easy to get to. And it's a constant, like, you know, coming back to who we really, really, really are, which sheds lots of layers. But um, it's magic when it fucking happens. Yeah. You know? And that's what I hope for everybody to get out of this podcast is that the specialness is inherent within all of us. You know, Jess just took action. I just took action. My other clients just took action. Her clients just took action. And you don't have to see how it's all going to work out. Like Jess's messaging in her business has changed. Her route has changed. Who she works with has changed. Like, you know, and if you don't want to start a business, cool. She's also on a health journey. We all are on a health journey. Like you don't have to see every single step, but you get to allow it to just continue to morph and your human body just keeps going along with it. You're like, cool, we're morphing into this. Now we want to try this. Now we fucking hate this. Like, but at the core, you were so fucking capable of everything and you don't have to achieve anything to actually love yourself. Right. and when you can dissociate those two things like i get to achieve and i get to love and i am love and i feel love at my core like life just gets fucking better and you're like oh this was me all along cool yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: and i think our our bodies are always our minds and our bodies are always telling us that like we are worthy as we are mm-hmm. and that we are lovable as we are um and then there are symptoms at the surface that show us when things are not in alignment with that. So what I realized, what I know now, um and what I was actually just coaching my clients on yesterday is when when I was struggling with generalized anxiety disorder, when my clients were having anxiety over oh it's a Monday and I feel really anxious. Oh, it's my last week of summer and before I have to go back to teachings One of them's a teacher, one of them is a stay-at-home parent. And Anxiety in me was a sign that I was not allowing myself to do what it was that I really wanted in my oh. career. It was a sign that I was not feeding my my body with good enough food that I wasn't resting it appropriately, that I wasn't catering to my needs and just mm-hmm. like for my clients, them feeling anxious the the anxiety was pointing to hey, you need to spend more time with your husband that's why every Monday, you get anxious as fuck because he goes back to work and he works 12 hours and you're seeing him during the week. How do we change this? So, and same thing with the teacher that I work with, you're feeling anxious about school starting again. Well, that's happening because your body's saying, Hey, I'm going to lose all this time that I have for myself. How do we change that? How do we make sure you still have lots of time to care for yourself even during the school year? Or what, or how can we bring in more income? Like through the the side hustle that I'm helping her build, like through a business that I'm helping her build where she makes resources for teachers and sells them on Etsy and stuff. How can we expand that so you can work less hours in your you know day job? Let's stop exchanging time for money. It was that same thing for me. Let's stop exchanging my time for money and success and happiness. And how can I just take care of myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and the... Other thing that I wanted to bring up was just for anyone who's like, well, how can I have what I want? Like, how is that possible? Like, I know I want these things, but that anytime that comes up, whatever comes after the but, I want you to go back and ask yourself, which parent did that come from? Which experience did that come from? Which teacher did that come from? Because I bet it's not coming from you. Mm -hmm. Because what it is that you really want, like me wanting to help other people and me thinking, but. I need to teach and I need to do research and I need to do all these things like, or, but, um, my, you know, I'm going to waste all of the money that the government and my family spent on me to go to school or that I spent on me to go to school. Like anything that's a, but is something that has been conditioned for like conditioned for us to think by society, by our parents, Mm -hmm. um, versus what it is that we really want. All we have to do is give ourselves the fucking permission to do so and to start taking action on it. But that's only going to be possible when you shed all the bush bullshit that doesn't belong. Mm. And that's what I help my clients do. And that's what I've done is the way that I was able to take all this action and quit my PhD and start this business and to have three hours to myself every morning where I just like read and journal and meditate or took a random fucking Tuesday off yesterday and just like went to the park and read a book. The reason I'm able to do all those things is because I removed all the bullshit that said I can't. Mm. And it's, like that's the work that gets to be done. Um, if yeah. you're like, I can't reach my goals. It's like, well, remove all the butts, remove all the bullshit that you've been taught to think and your goals are going to be possible. Cause you're literally the only thing holding yourself back. Right. You can see, it's like, oh my God, I'm holding myself back. Or you can say, oh my God, I'm holding myself back. Like I can rewrite all of that. I can change all of that. Yeah. Um, and that's like the healing work is healing from the broken society, families, conditioning that we've grown up with that takes us away from our true selves. Yeah, it's like
0: the pain that you feel, whether it's anxiety or depression or even in the physical world, weight gain, um, debt, if that's something you don't want, you know, lack of money, whatever it is, bad relationship the pain is actually never the source of the problem you know like the anxiety isn't the problem <laughs> it's like the same thing in the, the 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 relationship with that person isn't the problem right it's, it's always an internal thing and it's the same thing in like movement when something when you have a physical pain in your shoulder 99.9 percent of the time it's stemming from somewhere else if you have a physical pain in your knee check out your fucking glutes, check out your fucking hamstrings, check out your feet. (laughs) You know, like the pain is where you experience a pain is never the source of the healing work that has to do. So people have back pain. So they fucking stretch their back and then they fucking forever have back pain. Stop stretching your back. There's something else that needs to be addressed within you. Right. And it's the same thing. On an internal level, when we feel anxiety, we're just conditioned as and this is the last thing we'll go over and I have to go, and Jess and I can do a part two for this for you guys but um uh it's the same thing with like anxiety we're so conditioned to say well I'm, I just suffer for anxiety, and then people you know just have really fucking awful days and I get it. I was there too. um you guys know my story about that Jess's story about that as well, and it's like I'm not saying it's easy I'm not saying you know it's um you know just snap a finger and just change it. It's no, I'm not saying that, but it can be changed. And once you acknowledge like, oh, wow, I have anxiety. I wonder why, what is feeling out of alignment with me? Oh, I'm feeling depressed. How am I living? How am I treating my body? What am I telling myself? You know, like these things and yes, they get deeper 100%, but it's as simple. The first step is as simple as saying why does this feel off? If something is feeling off in your body, physically or emotionally, mentally, it's signaling something to you. And as a society, we don't look at it as a signal, we look at it as a diagnosis that we're stuck with. Up, oh, well, I just have back pain. It's just what happens when I get old. Or up, oh, I just gain weight. That's just what's happening as I get old. Or my family and you know is all obese or whatever the thing is. Um, you know, or I just need a medication for something, which they can help not going to heal you it's not you cannot heal anything internal with something external it's just not a fucking thing and so i love the way that you said how um you're just like oh i'm just in this position and whatever it was that you were saying oh i'm in this position which means i can change the position and once that switch goes off you can't unsee it and therefore you're like oh if I could see it in that way, I can constantly see it. And that's the goal. The, the goal in taking action in any fucking part of your life, the goal is having the first step just being, if I got myself here, I can get myself out of here, <laughs> which feels more powerful than just saying, well, I'm just anxious. Well, this is just the way it's going to be. Well, I'm just a registered dietitian or well, I just have back pain. You know yeah. it's it's a a feeling of powerfulness when you start to look at things like a "Oh, if I got myself into this,
1: I can also get myself out, yeah, and a really powerful shift that I help my clients make because they all struggle with low self worth and beating themselves up selves up all the time because they you know grew up with not enough love, a really powerful shift into helping them know they have that power. Um, And to help them feel better about their healing journey and how they can heal anxiety, how they can learn to love themselves more is forgiveness for the fact that you got yourself to where you are, right? If you realize like, oh, I'm the one attracted like that caused my partner to break up with me. Oh, I'm the one that is destroying my body. Oh, I'm the one that's causing the anxiety and depression that I have and all of my relationships to fall apart or for people not to work with me in my business or whatever, or me pushing away clients and not showing up for them. It's like, I a really important piece is forgiving yourself for landing where you are right now because where you're at is where you're going to go, right? If I continued to beat myself up over making my partner break up with me and all of these terrible things that I experienced at rock bottom, well, like kind of my mental and emotional rock bottom, then I wouldn't have gotten to where I am. Right. I had to get to the point where I was like, okay, this happened because not because I suck, Mm -hmm. but because I experienced a bunch of sucky things and I internalized them. And now I get to unlearn and rewrite all those things. I get to Mm -hmm. heal the broken world that I came from. I am not broken. Mm -hmm. Right. So that forgiveness piece, I think is a really important first step for anyone who's like, oh, but I am now aware of all of the ways in which I got myself to this negative sucky place that I am right at right now. It's like, yes, you did it. And you also did it because you were taught the wrong way. And so don't blame yourself. Like you didn't have control over, you know, your alcoholic dad, not being there for you when you were 10 (laughs) or, um being in a school system that's broken as fuck and 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 all of that. So I think that forgiveness piece is very very important for anyone who wants to change the way they are living their life.
0: Yeah, I love that. And also like forgiveness for the judgment that we are broken, forgiveness for the judgment of
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, feeling bad and telling ourselves really fucking awful things. You know, like when we judge ourselves, that judgment stays, stays with us until we give ourselves permission to say, okay, I'm choosing a different way. But first I have to say, I'm sorry to myself, you know, I'm sorry for judging myself as a shitty fucking human, not fucking good enough, um, unlovable, unworthy you know, and it's not just one time, it's not just like, I'm unworthy, I am worthy, I am worthy, I am worthy until I'm blue in the face, but it's like a deep sense of understanding of the things you're telling yourself actually aren't true. Anything that feels bad in the body isn't meant to be there, and I don't think people understand this concept, and I hope you guys do, and like something clicks for you like if something feels bad and you're dreading going to work <laughs> something needs to shift yeah. if you are yeah. struggling to walk or you know move in a certain way or you know something just doesn't feel good in your body it's not meant to be there something has to shift and you are capable of that shift you know? And so I I love these steps. I love the forgiveness work. I know I've talked about it a lot. I'm sure Jess talks about it a lot on her podcast. So I just don't listen to people's podcasts, but Jess is amazing. Mm-hmm. I do listen to her on Instagram <laughs> though. And that's a big step because I don't even listen to people on Instagram, but you are um, <laughs> well, I listen to. I only listen to myself <laughs> and like my coaches who I pay and stuff like that. I just filter a lot, but, um, <laughs> that, and then the, uh, like constructively or objectively looking at like what is mm-hmm. and seeing power within that if you can get yourself here you can get yourself
1: somewhere else
0: yeah you know? there's, and-
1: there's so much power in like detaching from where you're at right now like yeah. you said like the weight the anxiety all of that is not the struggle it's or the actual source of the problem that's just a symptom and so yeah. now we can ask and this is where coaches are really powerful so if you are working in your business or your life or your health, and you connect with Johnny, then work with Johnny. If you connect yeah. with me, then like let's fucking work together. Um, but having that external person to say, "Oh, hey, that's the symptom of this deeper thing that's going on. Now let's start like, and it's not your fault. Yeah, like, and look at all these ways that we can shift it and change it for you. Like, that's really powerful. It's just so powerful to have that person outside of you to do that because mm-hmm. when you're in the suck. It's just really easy to attach all those sucky things to yourself, like trying to yank your, it's trying to like pull yourself like out of a deep Canyon. Um, And sometimes you just need a rope and sometimes you just need someone else to give you a hand or to have a bird's eye view of like where it is that you are, so where it is that you are, so they can point you in the right direction. Like there's nothing fucking wrong with getting help. And that doesn't make us any other, any less worthy either. Right. Cause we are.
0: Yeah. I love that cool well thank you for all of your beautiful insight i love this conversation we can go on forever but i do have to go um shopping with my mother-in-law now i'm gonna look for a cover-up and something else oh sneakers because my feet are hurting me so i definitely need some new sneakers but with that being said um just tell them where they can find you um and then yeah let us know if you guys like this and we will do a part dose um and then she also has a podcast too so if you want to give them that information that would be epic and I'll link it yeah. down below.
1: Yeah so I will start with my own podcast so if you like listening to podcasts and you love the sound of my voice and what it is that I talk about um go check out the Anxiety Ask Kickers podcast um and subscribe to that listen to that we're on Apple Spotify all the places. Um where to find me directly talk to me I hang out on Instagram most of the time so my Instagram is Jessica.stephanie16 we'll link that below. Um I also have a private Facebook group for for my community. That's a self-love and healing space. So that's called Heal Love Grow and I'll put that um in the link below. And I'm also on YouTube. I'm also on Pinterest. I'm yeah. um soon to be on TikTok. I'm on a whole bunch of places. We'll provide links um, to my website, all that kind of thing. But if you want to like talk to me directly instagram or my email is the best place to do that i mean i would love for you to reach out to me like dm me about this episode dm me about anything you heard um screenshot this and like share both like tag both johnny and i if you're going to post it on instagram i'd love to hear that you're listening to this and if you tag us then we'll know that we should definitely do a fucking part two if you want to hear us talk more and bounce ideas off of each other and have deep conversations. So yeah, but you got to let us know. Otherwise, we're not going to record a part two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So do it. Cool. Well, thank you for being here, Miss Jess. You know, I love chatting with you. And I'm so, so, so proud of you and love working with you as a human, as a friend. I love having you in my space. And I'm super excited for my audience to fall in love with you just like I have. Um, so thank you for being here lovely humans we will talk to you later and I will see you guys soon bye